I used to play some basketball at the LA Fitness over on Hollywood, which leads us into the podcast. Welcome to the Jew Rogaine experience. Thank you. Thank you. We're, which leads we're already us into on, the, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't, you know what? I'm te- we're, we're not on yet because I'm testing the mic. Hello, hello. Okay. Test your mic. Test the mic. Test, test the mic. Word. All right. Word jazz. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome to the Jew Rogan Experience. I'm Josh Edelman. Joining me today is, uh, I would say, I would say, you know, you were an acquaintance for a while, but now I would consider you less than an acquaintance. No, no. Now I consider now you. Now we are enemies. Now we're enemies. We are competitors. Mortal, we're competitors. In the very competitive comedy market. So. Oh, I was more thinking basketball competitors. I don't feel, well, we've never... I don't feel that much of a threat in the comedy, <laughs> in the comedy arena. <laughs> wow. Is no. that psychological uh, warfare yeah, right yeah, there? Right, right, right. Doing a little uh, black mamba on me already. No, 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 no. I'd say we're friends. Paul actually, uh, when I was in Arizona doing some shows on my tour earlier this year, Paul hosted our show at JP's Comedy Club. Not only did he host the show at JP's Comedy Club, it's because of him that I got to know JP. I made the connection. And uh, you are welcome. And uh, I appreciated that. That was a lot of fun, that show. That was a really great show. Now you're using my connection to step on my face as you ascend the comedy ladder. Exactly, exactly. I've actually been spreading rumors with JP about you. <laughs> oh, yeah? I was like, you know, I was I called JP. I'm like, you know why, you know why Paul left L.A., right? Yeah, right, right. You know, what's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. going on over that's, here. That's scandal. Uh, Honestly, Paul, I think you're in a very difficult position in life in that I think if anyone ever said anything about you, it would be a hundred percent believed. They wouldn't even. There would be no benefit of the doubt. Uh, that's already happened, and you are absolutely correct. <laughs> so, no speculation needed. Yes, I, I can get away with nothing. Nobody is going to give me a second chance. It's is that like, is that why you left LA? Uh, not the main reason. Okay. The, there there was some stuff that went on. And then I had, uh, no, the reason I uh, left L.A. is I got in a relationship, and I thought she was my forever, and she ended up being my seven-monther. Your seven, yeah, you know what? Story of my life. That's actually, it's funny that you left L.A. to have one of the most L.A. experiences (laughs) possible. Well, and the funny thing is, uh, to make it even more L.A., is she was evidently producing this movie, and she had already talked about me starring in it before we even got well, that's a relationship. How you knew it was bullshit. And then I was like, "Oh well, I'll I'll make I'll make it the way big, everybody does. I'll sleep with the producer." Big character actor vibes. <laughs> Not really any leading man. But support. If she had told you, I got we got a we got a walk on feature role for you. I would have been like, this is gonna happen. So this is one of those roast podcasts. That's <laughs> what I. <laughs> I can't help myself. It's all I know how to do. It's like you know what's funny about this show is every time like I've like I go through the podcast. I'm like, oh, this is a funny clip, and then like I share it with the person who's on the podcast. I'm yeah. like, would you like to collaborate on this? And they're like, no. Yeah. You mean where <laughs> you shit on me for <laughs> twenty minutes? Absolutely. Like not. you're not. Not a lead actor. Ah, if somebody accuses you of something, you're you definitely be, you guilty. You could be like a lead in that show, you or something. 
You know that show? Oh, I'm very much familiar with the show. So we're going right back to the beginning roasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I look like a murderer, <laughs> which is, you know, part but of my have, whole act. You have, you have jokes about that. Oh, yeah. I have. That's I, like, you, I have a, a, you know, I would feel bad about these jokes if I was making them to you and you were like talking about how you're perfect on stage. See, let me everything. tell you something. The reason I make those jokes is so that other people can't make them about me. Mm. So just because I make them about myself isn't licensed for everyone else <laughs> to insult me, to use my own jokes against me. <laughs> That'd be um, my, like, hey, look at this Jew over here. Am I right? Well, now, granted, I don't have any good roast jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I think the juice have been roasted canceled. enough. Oh, no, no, no. Can't no, do that. No way, can't do no that. Way. Oh, sure. When I do it, <laughs> when I do it, it's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but honestly, same same token. Like, if I was dating some woman, she's like, "Josh, we got a leading man role for you." I'd be like, "It's a trap! <laughs> it's a trap! It's a trap!" Well, I, I feel like I know a honey pot when I see one. Well, I didn't. But Josh, you know what? I learned my lesson. But here's the thing. Here's what's crazy. Here's here's where the twist of your whole situation comes in. In that I'm like, oh, clearly she's nuts if she was gonna give you the leading role in this movie, but. She was like conning you with the leading role in this movie because she viewed you as her leading man. Yeah. So obviously she felt that way about you. And no, and she really did. Uh, and uh, there. And that's how is, we knew she was really crazy. They had. Uh, there was a couple <laughs> movie producers out there who I knew, and they did have a discussion about me and this oh, nice. movie that they were making. So it wasn't hot air. I mean, as much as. Mm -hmm. Anything isn't hot air yeah, when well, it comes to oh yeah yeah we're making a movie. I'll give you I'll give you one uh, one better. Well I don't know if it's one better, but it's it's one. It's uh -huh. one. <laughs> You'll give me one. One less Neutral. than equal to to greater than <laughs> we'll figure your out. story, which is um I wrote a screenplay. I've written a lot of screenplays. You want me to read it? Uh, is that what this whole podcast is? <laughs> hey, well, hey, will you even, read my I'm screenplay? Not even, <laughs> I'm not even recording right now. I'm just like, can you give it to your ex? Yeah. Uh, I I want to play the lead. Wait, your ex? I was, <laughs> she has terrible taste in leading men and i'm trying to star in this but, one yeah she's working with producers who there's can i good, get it in front there's of a good character role yeah good. did you see the arno schwarzenegger uh loved it, loved he's like it. i didn't want to be a character actor i didn't <laughs> want to be the lead so i became a millionaire in real estate so that i could do it that's a horrible schwarzenegger but it gives the uh, impression yeah yeah yeah. no that was, the documentary was great but but anyway my story is um uh, I wrote this one screenplay. I sent it to this producer I knew. Um, I'm living in L.A. at the time. I am taking a trip. Every year I go to New York for like two weeks to a month in the month of April. I like do comedy out there and hang out. And I used to live there for 10 years, so I just see friends and I love it. Sure. Um, I had like just gotten to New York and I'm in New York for a few days when I get a call from this producer friend and he's like, I want to marry you. <laughs> he's like, Hey Josh, oh. uh, I have this, and this guy's produced a bunch of movies that have come out. And he's like, hey, Josh, I've got this financier who told me he's looking to put $2 million into a rom-com. And uh, I remember that you sent me a script that sounded like a rom-com, read it, loved it, sent it to him. He loved it. He wants to He wants to do the deal. Can you do a meeting tomorrow? He just needs a massage. He just <laughs> needs a massage. So I am, first off, my first thought to myself is, I understand how, like, if you were looking for my film in on Netflix it might be under the rom-com <laughs> genre sure. but I wouldn't exactly classify the script I wrote as 
romantic. Okay. It would okay. fall into that genre, but it's it's certainly not your typical romantic comedy. We're not uh, Matthew McConaughey with Definitely. his shirt off and Definitely Jennifer not. Definitely. Lopez. Let me let me put it this way. Either you or me would have been a good leading man. <laughs> so for- <laughs> they would have been like, hey, we think... <laughs> uh, so... Touche, touche. I see where you're going with um, this. So... Uh, I'm like, oh, hey, man. Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal. Let's not forget. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was that was short, what I was thinking. Jewish but, guy, but also did have his Billy day Crystal in the would sun. turn down this role. Oh, really? um, anyway, I'm like, hey, I'm in New York, uh, and he's like, well, do you want two million dollars or not? And I was like, all right, I'll be there tomorrow. Pay a ton of money to get onto a flight the next morning at like six a.m. Oh, cut no. my trip short weeks. Fly out. The plane lands. I turn my phone oh. off airplane mode. I have like 20 text messages from the producer being like, if you haven't left yet, don't. He changed his mind. He wants to go with something more standard. I'm so sorry. And that was that. <laughs> um, so how did the meeting go? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny, you know, and I, and, and, uh, and I wonder what your take on this was. I, I asked... My friend, the producer, I'm like, well, you know, I just, I just spent like hundreds of dollars for this flight. Can, yeah. Any chance he could help me out? He goes, sure. And then next time someone wants to throw $2 million into a movie, I'll make sure not to let you know about it if you're <laughs> if you're away on a trip. Like, All right, fair, fair, fair. But you know what? He hasn't. It's That was 2015. I haven't had a phone call again since, so I should have taken We're that flight We're still waiting money. for that phone call. <laughs> we want the rom-com. That being said, I had this thought. Um, not that the movie is problematic, I don't think so. However, at maybe the most you know hypersensitive moment of Me Too, people would have had issues with the script I wrote. And I remember like having a meeting with that producer like in 2016 after like when the Me Too movement had just gotten like sure. rip roaring. And we were sitting there being like, man, if we made that movie, it'd be coming out like right now. Or it would <laughs> not be coming out it right now. It would not be coming out <laughs> right now. It would be going back to the editing room floor. We need to redo some scenes. We need, we to, need re- to write the whole And movie. we need to recast, uh, you know, what's his bucket? A blessing in disguise? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my, uh, your experience. I can I had an actor in mind. Who's the guy who got recast in all of the money? Uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I couldn't come up with that. We need to recast Kevin Spacey. That was you the know, joke I that the, I tried to say 20 seconds ago. I had this thought recently. You know how, like, um, how there's this big movement now where it's like, you know, only gay actors should be able to play gay roles, only trans actors should be able to play trans roles. Then how come Kevin Spacey isn't allowed to play pedophiles you anymore? You know, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Matter of fact, I think there's a lot of canceled actors who should be able. We should have all the canceled actors come back and play all of the villains. It is interesting, you know, in 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 support of like those arguments that only gay actors should play gay roles and trans yeah. and all that stuff. I am looking at like all the news that comes out about each of these actors, and it's like. They are kind of just playing themselves <laughs> and ever like Spacey's really playing all these evil, maniacal, terrible people. Yeah. James Woods has been playing James Woods for forty years. Jonah Hill apparently is just Jonah Hill from the movies. So uh, I just watched that uh, Sound of Freedom. Have you? you 
heard about that whole the whole uh the, the Jim Caviezel movie? Yeah, and the, you saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I just saw a thing today of someone being like, "The world is fucked up. That yeah. They're trying to bury this movie." Da, 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 da. If How you is, don't know, it's about child sex trafficking yes, and yes. pedophiles and stuff. But when I watch a movie like that, it's like, wow, who got that? actor who was playing this pedophile and the there was a couple of pedophiles in the movie like obviously. real ones no actors <laughs> well that's what i who knows we wanted to be very realistic yeah. it's like jared from subway is playing one of the characters but i just always think about like how much money did they have to pay that guy you know you know to be that guy well, how much money did they have to pay you to be that guy Oh, I mean, at least day rate. At least day rate. <laughs> at least SAG minimum. And I at want residuals. At least SAG minimum. And you can scan Paul's face and use yeah. AI to create AI. him in perpetuity. Otherwise, I will be picketing for my right to be a pedophile. <laughs> why am I JFK all of a sudden? I don't know why. Uh, I hereby declare. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> but I do think about that every time it's in the movie. When it's really, did you watch the a, movie and think to yourself, how did my agent not? Give me an <laughs> audition. Like, I have was born for this role. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think about it anytime it's like a real dark movie like that, and it's like, man, they need somebody to play can that I, creepy. Can I ask guy. some questions about Sound of Freedom? Are in the movie? Are they like the Democrats? Are because uh, <laughs> like I see all this stuff like the Hollywood's trying to shut it down. Are are is the movie oh, like like the man. pedophile ring is like being run out of a pizza shop by Hillary Clinton? Like what's going on in the movie? So, that. The movie in of itself does not. There's nothing political in the movie. Now Tim Ballard, the guy that who the guy, movie is about. You can there you. It just depends on what video you end up googling and probably which way you lean will determine what your Google search is for Tim. Because he's controversial. Yeah, and Tim Ballard's kind of like uh, a little bit like the. Like so, so the left would try to portray Tim Ballard as though he's like the guy Bloodsport is based on, where it's like, was there really a hidden secret yeah. karate tournament you won? Yeah, <laughs> that Jean Claude yeah. Van Damme made a movie that. about. There's a lot like he probably didn't really do those missions, and if anything, he actually created the problem so he could go kind of be a white savior. Wait. And who does he get to play him? Jesus. He's he created the problem. That that's. People are saying he's... Hey, everybody, I have no idea what has actually happened. But I am just reporting to you with no opinion that when I look at both sides, one side of the argument is he's a conspiracy, like QAnon, right-wing guy, and he's using all of this to like get notoriety. But like are they saying are they saying And they are saying that, that he's trafficking kids and then saving the kids he's trafficking? Kind of. That's wild. Saying like that's like that's like the kind of that's like a left conspiracy that like is on the equivalent of like Hillary Clinton selling kids out of a pizza shop. I mean, but in the movie, it's exactly what he does. In the movie, he sets up a sting because he goes to Oh, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know what happens, don't watch this I next. Am, I am curious about the movie. Yeah, don't watch this next minute. So what he does is he goes to these child trafficker, well, known tra child traffickers in Colombia, I think, and says like, hey, I want to have a giant sex party. Bring a bunch of kids. And so the sex traffickers are like, cool. And he's like, yeah, I got this billionaire. And, you know, so this other guy who's in on it is this, you know, like the billionaire playboy guy. And they're like, oh, cool. And he's like, I'll give you $100,000. Go get me 50 kids. But it's pretty he, low for 50 kids. Right. But then he stages a, you know, a, 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 a takeover, but all the kids come to the island and then 
spoiler alert, you know, they arrest all the people and save all the kids. But then what the people are Is left- there a big shootout? No, there's no shots fired. Sorry. The, Not so, in that part, but there are shots fired later, so but I don't the, want to ruin so the, the whole So the sex trafficking movie. pedophiles are, like, dealing children just, like, on, like, handshake trust deals? Yeah. Yeah, that is sketch. Yeah. and But then the question becomes, like, well, how many of those pedophiles are like, man, we better go kidnap some more kids to fill this order? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> So they're like, ah, we only got 20 kids. Oh, 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 like, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't he ask, like, how many we got? Yeah. Instead, instead, yeah, of, instead getting... of like, well, let's save who's already kidnapped. But it's like, now we're going to create a demand. So all these pedophiles and, you know, it's a whole organization. <laughs> all these Go kidnap more kids. And then he gets to save them. So that's what the people on the left, the people on the right, thinks he thinks he's, he's just, Jesus. he's white Jesus part he's white two. Jesus. Hence, hence white Jesus. Whatever the reality is, I have no clue. I have given up. How on was having, the movie? Uh, the Let's, movie, I just from a pure cinematic, I'm watching a movie that doesn't have anything attached to it in a vacuum, was I thought a really incredible what, movie. What's it's it a hero again? story. Uh, Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Paul Green, stamp of <laughs> approval for absolutely everything about Sound of Freedom. And please donate to my campaign to save the children. <laughs> so anyway, you know, you get into the whole, you know, Tim Ballard started that organization, Operation Underground Railroad. That's controversial. It's like, where's the money really going? Did, yeah, is also it the, go to the... the name. <laughs> yeah. The name. Like, He's could, comparing could, himself to Harriet could, Tubman. Yeah, you couldn't have called it Operation Save the Kids yeah. or something. <laughs> you, had to, you had to go with, I mean, I guess... I guess I get it. Like they are slaves. I guess the sex traffic, yeah. um, uh, the Operation Underground Railroad Part Duh. Part Duh. Part Duh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, weird <laughs> thing to be laughing about. Harriet Tubman as right. a white guy. So, so as always happens with my podcast, we get about twenty to thirty minutes in, and then I bring in the actual subject matter. I had my guest on here oh. to discuss in the first place. Paul Green has been doing something recently um, that, uh, in some ways, was was somewhat of a fantasy of mine. Paul Green is attempting to get into physical shape enough to slam dunk a basketball. Attempting being the operative word. And uh, so how long have you been doing it for now? I started on new uh, Christmas Eve 2022. So I'm what's I'm about seven months in. So about, okay, so so I think if you make if you're able to slam dunk a basketball by Christmas Eve 2023, that would be dope. That would be a Christmas miracle. That would be a Christmas I would, miracle. I would start believing in Jesus again. How if that hard happened. like okay, okay. How much better shape are you in right now than you were when you started? I have no objectival, objective standard for that. Because I'll say that, like, looking at you, I don't notice you looking very different <laughs> than you looked prior <laughs> to doing this. And I don't feel any just, different. Just from, like, a pure aesthetic. I don't feel better. I'm not like waking up earlier, jacked. You know, I, I'm not having the. You Sylvester don't feel more Stallone. pep in your step. I don't feel the rocky. You know, are you drinking like protein powder and video. stuff? I'm doing. I'm trying to do all of the things. Now the other the other thing is I'm not I'm not good at goals and, at goals and work. But you've been committed and to consistency. This. Yeah, I I've kept with it. I've had all of the ups and downs in terms of what exercises I'm doing, how committed I'm to the exercises, dieting, and I've been all over the place. Um, 
I my first goal obviously is like, well, I got to touch rim. If I'm going to get above the rim, I got to get to the rim, which I couldn't even touch rim. The last time I had touched rim on a 10 foot basketball hoop, I was probably 25 years old. I'm 42 now. Okay, you're 42. So you know, another thing I wanted to say is I think the thing you've titled your continuing story is not the correct title. <laughs> it shouldn't can a white stand-up comedian slam dunk a basketball. It's can a 42-year-old white stand-up comedian slam dunk a basketball. Because there are videos sometimes on the internet of like, look at six foot six Michael Jordan at 42 slam dunk a basketball. And you're like... Okay, well, if, there, if that's a big deal that, like, Vince Carter, like, in his 40s is still able, the slam dunk champion is still able to do it in his 40s. Yeah. It's an even far more impressive feat that someone who's never done it before is only first attempting to do it in their 40s. Yeah, and trust me, there's a lot more working against me than my race Yeah, <laughs> at my age. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm not that athletic. I had a knee surgery in 2007. This I, is a real, this I, is, you're like, you're like the Songs of Freedom or whatever that movie I can't you remember. Sound of Freedom? So you're like that Sound of Freedom guy, except for white people trying to slam dunk basketballs. It's, it's a an, hero. It's, it's a hero. An, it's My point is it's a hero. Comparison. It's a hero story. He's allegedly saving uh, trafficked, uh, you know, sex uh, victims, and I'm trying to dunk a basketball. We are one and the same. I'm saying. I was going to call it Ken... Paul Green do the underground operate underground railroad dunk a basketball. You do, you do an anonymous <laughs> poll. You do an anonymous poll, okay? This and you so ask bad. you ask you ask two thousand white men uh, in an anonymous poll. Hey, either you're able to slam dunk a basketball. Or one kid is saved from child sex trafficking. <laughs> you're not getting two thousand out of two thousand saving that kid. You're not getting ten out of ten saving that kid. All right, so you're a hero to 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 short white men everywhere you in know, their forties. You know my humility; it just gets in the way. You and know, I need to accept my greatness. <laughs> I've noticed, do you think you'll, well, okay, so I did a poll asking uh, on Instagram uh, how many people, like whether or not people thought Paul would be able to slam dunk the basketball after playing a video of it. Were you touching rim in that video or did you? <sighs> probably not. Probably not. Uh, it was 50-50. Although really? Paul was one of the votes for Paul. <laughs> so if you take out his vote, it was and more your voted vote, against. The only I two did, people who voted. I, no. I can't vote in my own Oh, poll. gotcha. Um, so me so, and the one other person, I said yes and the other person. No, it no. was like ten people that oh, voted. It people. was like it was like a five, five and five, five. Okay. five and five split. Okay. But but the, I'm saying that Paul believes in himself. My mom, if you take out my mom's vote, then you lose two. <laughs> yes, you'll be able to do it votes because my mom's a big like people can do anything they set their mind. Yeah. To. Well, I don't even know how much I believe in myself, and that's the whole thing, right? This this for me, it was a lot deeper. It was a lot deeper than a mere physical challenge. Mm -hmm. To me, this is like me challenging like philosophically who I am at my core. Okay. Which is, is it possible for hard work and consistency, this thing that at least I've been spoon fed since a child of like, well, if you really work hard and you set a goal, you can accomplish anything. And part of me wants to call bullshit. Cause I'm like, no, I think there, I think there are things that are there genuinely are, there are impossible. There are Not ceilings. for everybody. Well, 
I have a ceiling. Somebody else may have a different ceiling. So Listen, you and my mom might have been the only two people to vote for you <laughs> if the if the poll was can a forty two year old white stand up comedian make it into the NBA? Right. Or <laughs> throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. And so yeah, but even that, it's like, well, is that possible? Right. So. That, so that's the question. How it's tall like, are you, Paul? I'm six feet tall. You're six feet flat. And again, at okay. my and I, I've played basketball my whole life. So you, you are a basketball player. I'm a basketball player. I play basketball at LA Fitness. I've been in leagues. I've played a little bit. I played like freshman year in high school. I've been in intramural or in intramurals. I love the game. I, I mean, I have some athleticism. I don't look like a computer programmer out there. Sure. No offense to computer programmers who are also good basketball players. How's um how's your game and has you has your game improved since you started doing this? You know, I mean, like I'll, when you're playing the pickup games, do you feel like you're better out there? A little bit, a little bit. I feel a little bit. Uh, it's hard to get better. It's, it's hard to get better. Because I will tell you, um, despite the fact that I have had fantasies about slam dunking a basketball, I haven't had any fantasies about slam dunking a basketball. But when I first moved to L.A. Uh, when I was twenty six years old i was playing a ton of pickup basketball and uh, i would go i was living in culver city and i would go to this park behind my house i'd play every day yeah and um i started going out early and just practicing and i remembered like i had a real intense goal of like being really great at dribbling with both hands because i'm good with my right hand and i'm meh with my left hand and one day i go to the park behind my house and there's like a little kid training with like a basketball coach and i'm just like practicing shooting and stuff and the coach is like hey you want to play this kid in one-on-one and i'm like sure and i'm like all right i'm not going to be like a dick and like shack back him into the hole every play to make sure i win but then he started winning i'm like boom the fuck you kid (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not losing this fucking kid right. but afterwards i hired that guy to train oh, yeah. me and told him like my goal that. is to be really good at dribbling with both hands and i kept at it for like two months and i barely improved barely and i was like fuck that i'm just not gonna be that good at it yeah i'll tell you you know athletics is a young man's game and you know there's a reason most nfl players are out of the league <laughs> after three years and you know it has a shelf life and so well, because they commit crimes that uh, get them banned from playing. But they commit those crimes There's because of the horrible CTE they developed right. in those first three years in the NFL, plus yeah. everything leading up to it. I love Neil Brennan's joke about that. Have you seen it where he was just like, you know, like, you know, we train these people to be violent and to do football. Yeah. And then all of a sudden is they just do football at the wrong yeah, time. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. go to practice, do football, go to game, do football, be an elevator with wife, do football. No, oh, no, I did... I did football at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally, totally. So, you know, I. but but that's the whole point. It's like, okay, this is everything that's working against me, which is substantial. But that's what makes it interesting, because if it was like, Oh, I wanna I wanna run a mile in twenty minutes. It's like if it's something that's so easy and obvious, but but philosophically I'm going, this seems so impossible to me. Here's my But here's, is it? Is it really like Well you've reached rim. You're touching rim now. Yeah. You had like multiple rims in a row, right? I'm, multiple rim touches, which I can't say that do without. Do you know do you know what the increase in your vertical has been from the start till now? Uh, you know, I haven't actually measured the first night that I did it. I didn't have all those measurements in my mind, mm-hmm. but I, I was probably like four or five inches under rim that first night. Okay. So you've probably gained four inches, four or five inches of, can you vertical. palm a basketball? Kind of. 
Kind of. So that's an added that's an added challenge to can a white thing. male comedian it's like slam if, dunk right. a basketball. If I can get to okay, now I'm touching rim. Next thing is I want to grab it. I want to get like a you know, yeah, pull yeah, the yeah, rim yeah. down and hear it bounce. And then I was like, if from there, maybe I can dunk a tennis ball, then maybe a volleyball. Right. So I in my mind it's like if I can continue to improve, if it's actually possible for these legs in this actual frame. My genetics, my DNA, all of that, everything that's for me and against me, if just consistent work, proper work, exercise, diet, the whole thing, if I can increase, you know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I mean, bit. I'm going to say just from looking at you, you not don't, – I don't want you to take anything I'm about to say wrong. Um, you could be – you could be less weight. Your legs could be stronger. I think you can do it. Yeah. Um, and I've already lost just, about well, five pounds because yeah. I, I stopped doing sugar. I had this realization. I'm like, my diet yeah, is shit. You can't do that. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop eating sugar. Okay, now I need to get stronger. It's like I need to do squats. I need to start doing protein. I need to be a lot more deliberate. You start adding weight to the squats. You start adding weight to the squats. You, you, like, there's a moment like, like if the workouts aren't hurting, they're not right. doing. Yeah. No pain, no gain. And I've been jumping around to different workout programs. Everybody, you know, it's funny that people follow me on social media all have an opinion on it. And I listen. Do I have an opinion? If I I express any opinion? I don't think so. I think I just support and I'm I'm here for the support, which I love too. And- and I and I I didn't mean that sarcastically. I'm just like I love that people are like, oh, try this program, try this workout. And I've done you know the knees over toes. I've done vert shock. You know, I've done squats. I've I've tried to find an exercise regimen that is giving me results while also realizing like it's so much more than that like diet is so huge and i wasn't being strict with any sort of diet and i the funny thing is it's the day i was like all right if i'm really going to do this i just need to give it sugar i have a huge soda addiction i can drink dr pepper by the gallon three days of no sugar and just increasing my protein intake was when i touched rim for like the first time in like six months so um have any like slam dunk gurus or anything reached out to you like any program people anything at all it was like have like you got any like even likes on your posts from nobody's these reached out to me but i've reached out to a couple of dunkaroos you know there's these kids who <laughs> dunkaroos. have dunkaroos who have their dunk program and you know i i talked to one kid and they want to like 700 dollars a month and i'm like yeah why don't you send me your ebook and i'll uh yeah yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> So, you know, again, I did Vert Shock, which is Hiller is his name, something Hiller, and then the knees over. Is Hiller the guy that, like, did the thing? There was, like, some guy who did this once that, like, became popular. Yeah, his program is called Vert Shock. Vert Shock. I did that for the first couple of months. Didn't really see any um, progress. My physical, I was going to physical therapy, too. And he said, yeah, you know, when I look at this program, he's like, I don't think this is right, like, with your knee, because I have, like, bad knees. You know, it's like I'm an old guy. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like everything hurts all the time. I'm stiff. I'm sore all the time. I never feel good ever. And so it's just constantly overcome that. But anyway, he suggested the knees over toes toes guy. And so I've been on that. The first time that I touched rim was about two weeks into knees over toes. I touched rim and then the next day I injured my knee and I couldn't walk for like three days. Knees over toes. Shouldn't it be called toes over knees? You're going to have to ask him. It's Because, uh, like, the knees are already there. So in his exercises, his whole thing is, like, you want to get your knees, like, extending over your toes, like, in split squats, like when he does split squats. Okay. It's like you want to lean and you want to get your knee extending past your toes because that's how you, like, develop knee strength Okay. and prevent injuries. So he's all about, like, developing strength in yeah, the knees. Yeah, because you'd be, you'd be like uh... – 
you're kind of like, you know, like when people get those injuries and they're like, you'll never walk again. Right. You had your knee surgery and they're like, they're like, Paul, you'll never slam dunk a basketball. For the first time. For the first time. <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, I'm going to do it. I'll show them doctors. They don't know what they're talking about. And that was, they were saying that before you even injured your knee. Yeah. They no. were just like, then you injured your knee. I have been consistently told that I won't amount to anything in life as a general rule. So, as a general yeah, rule. No, this is me breaking through a lot of head trash. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I, I want to see it happen. If I was able to vote in the poll, I would have voted for you to you be really able to slam dunk. Now, do you think that be because you actually think it's possible, or do you think that just because you want to believe, just like people want to believe in Santa Claus and no? God I and think stuff. if you, I think if you died to the point where just like the excess fat you're currently holding, and again, I say excess fat, me being way fatter than you, right? You can't now. offend me. Um, if you like cut that down, and if uh, like like I remember when my legs were at their strongest, I felt like they were looking just naturally in a sitting position, bigger, stronger, bigger than yours. Like Mine yeah, too flat. like like like. So I got I worked out real hard. I did P90X through the pandemic, oh. and like I would literally see my uh, whatever this muscle's called when I was sitting down. Even that's wow. um, all gone to shit. But uh, but yeah, I'm just like I'm just like looking at you, and I'm like Paul can get. You didn't walk in here today, and I looked at you and thought to myself, well, if he can't slam dunk a basketball yet, he's never going to be able to do it. <laughs> I saw you today, and I'm like, oh, he's got plenty of room for improvement. Four inches of improvement? I don't know, but but maybe. Maybe. Maybe you came, you came this far so far. In six months, in six to seven months, you've gained four inches on your vertical. Who's to say in another six to seven months? Yeah. You were, at what point do you quit? At what point do you give up? I don't have an answer to that. Do you think if by Christmas you can't slam dunk a basketball, you're done? Are you going to enter year two? Something very significant would need to happen to where it just was no longer important to me. And trust me, I've wanted to quit all the time. Um, If you tore your ACL or something, would that be it? Well, but then again, it's like I already did injure like my meniscus. And so to me, then it's like, oh, is that just another setback? Because that just makes the hero's journey. I mean, the more setbacks you have, the more gratifying overcoming them is. Now, I'm not asking for adversity, but like I, I got plenty of it. World um, War Three and the Second Civil War you know, breakout. F- Paul's like, all right, day 472 <laughs> of <laughs> can of white stand-up comedian slash rogue We are in the enemy rebel, lines. Rebel in, uh, slam dunk of basketball. Yeah. I'm here at what was once uh, Prospect Park. Yeah. Uh, as you can see, the basketball hoop is still hanging. Yeah. Uh, due <laughs> to like, the new divots in the court. <laughs> due to the like new divots in the court, it's it. about 11... <laughs> It's about eleven feet now. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let's let's see what happens. I un, under <laughs> enemy fire. Uh, the treaty talks have not been going well, so I could be here for another six months. I was drafted at fifty because everyone else died. Here I am in a Dallas, Texas prison camp. <laughs> uh, as you can see behind me, we have the prison yard basketball hoop. Yes. Um, uh, I was shivved on Thursday, so that was a little bit of a setback. A little bit of a setback, <laughs> they, but they missed the kidneys, so I think that I'm okay. I yeah, think I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man, you know, I, I'm i just in this, don't, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. I mean, but honestly, in this last week was the most encouraging thing, because I touched rim for the first time, and it felt good. Like, I really felt like, oh my gosh, improvement. That's when I gave up sugar. And then, like, a week later, I was able to touch it again. So I'm like... Wow, because I couldn't even do it when I again I touched it once like five months ago and then injured myself, so I didn't get to see any like 
like a new ceiling or a new floor, I guess, in this place. It's like, cool, I can, I can get this high kind of consistently now. Consistently meaning twice. But that's consistent for me. That's like measurable objective results that like, okay, I'm, I'm improving. And then what's more? Okay, lose more weight, more deliberate with the diet, get more strength in the legs, be more deliberate with squatting. And, you know, I've been doing all of that stuff, but, you know, I could always double down. I could always be more committed. You know, it's like I travel a lot, you know, and there was weeks where I would be out of town and I told myself like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick to it. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm at a hotel and I don't, you know. Two other questions. I'm sure you won't have like a very specific answer, but like you won't, you probably, you probably won't have the answer to these two questions, but I am curious. Thank you for preempting them and letting me know you don't think I'll be successful. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying that like once you slammed, once you finally reach the goal of slam dunking a basketball, right? how long do you think you'll work on maintaining the shape of slam dunking a basketball? Man, you know. Or are you going to be so elated that you're like i did it i reached my goal time to eat cake that's like asking me hey if you were to win the lottery how would you spend the money i i i guess i guess i'm just kind of like man my mind is not even i know i know and then secondly secondly is kind of a is a uh is a kind of tandem question to that once you slam dunk a basketball as part of your program and can a white stand-up comedian do this how much are you going to try to slam dunk a basketball (laughs) in a pickup game and like is that going to be the next can a 43 year old white stand-up comedian slam dunk a basketball in an la fitness pickup game? i had that exact thought because i'm like how cool would that be if this white boy because nobody expects anything from me i i was so shocked the first time somebody called me OG when I play LA fitness basketball, I'm like, oh my gosh, in their mind, I'm old. And then I look around, I was like, of course, these are all like teenage kids who are slamming, dunking, athletic. And I'm this old fart who still thinks he, you know, can play, which I can hang, you know, as long as I'm like guarding the worst person on their team, <laughs> I do pretty good. And if you pass me the basketball, I can hit a three-pointer usually. But other than that, I'm not driving. I'm not hooping. I can play decent D, but usually I'm just You got to like, be careful. I, I, So I gave up basketball. I was playing a ton, but it just got to a point where I started injuring myself wow. every time I played. And I was like, I go, what I realized is I, I say like I suffer from the same thing Chris Paul suffers from, which is playing outside of my physical abilities <laughs> like like people are always shocked we're always shocked by how good i was at basketball but i was oh i'd always hurt myself because i was playing harder than my body really would allow me to play because yeah. i'm too competitive i don't have so that I problem had to, i had to yeah yeah it sounds like you don't like i see my game i had a decent three but my game really was great post moves wow which as a five eight guy is like a weird thing to be good but Dude, i, I real- see that all the time though man i'll see some short guy who you know napoleon complex or whatever it is they've just had to learn how to survive in the land of giants man and i'll see those players at la fitness all the time just wiping the floor and it's like this dude's I had a good hook shot. I have a good pivot game. I have yeah. a good back to the basket, and I'm not afraid to pass. Oh, or dude. I'm not, now it's not about not being afraid to pass. It's like I'm a willing passer. Yeah. So it's like when you're playing pickup games, there's so much just like one person driving and trying to score on three people. Yeah. If if 
two people collapse on me, I'm passing to the wide open guy right. every time. Oh yeah, I'm an assist machine. And then what happens is once I start doing that enough, I get into the I get to the lane and only, and they don't collapse on me anymore. And then I'm one on one with somebody, and I've got the post move to get it. Dude, in. I don't want to play ball with you so bad right I, now. I, I know, am but loving I, this. I've literally not played since prior to the pandemic. Wow. Because that was when I that was the last time I like twisted my ankle really and you're badly. Like, I'm and out. I was like, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I man. play I play tons of tennis now. Oh, that's cool. Tennis is my main tennis and pickleball. Yeah, I mean, I play basketball as much as possible, sometimes three, four times a week, depending on what's going on, in connection with all of the workouts I'm doing, man. And I just love the game, but I know how to stay in my lane. It's like I, I don't I don't talk trash. I'm not you know, like I'm competitive and I play hard oh, and right. I always just wanna be a positive statistical uh you know influence on my team and usually that's like solid defense rebounding really good assists and by the way if you do happen to throw to me wide open on the three which most people don't because i'm the og white dude (laughs) and it's like you know there's this 25 year old kid who's probably being scouted by the d league who can you know slam and he's six seven it's like yeah i'll just pass the ball to him because he has the best chance of scoring but every once in a while they'll throw me a bone and if i hit those threes it's like i'm valuable to the team but Dude, I have actually thought about that. It's like, man, if I, what if one day I could end an LA fitness game? I mean, I, I couldn't dunk on anybody. It's like I would need a fast break, clear path. And if I could just plop up and just slam it down in front of everybody, it would blow people's minds. And I have had that fantasy, whether it would be realized, I've, I, I hope that fantasy does get realized. Okay, last last thing to talk about. Are you a big basketball fan beyond being a basketball player? Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends what you mean by big. It's I you know, I'm from Arizona, so I'm a Phoenix Suns fan, so as much as a basketball fan as you can have <laughs> well, never... you guys have uh, squad right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we got we'll close. We'll see how the depth We'll see how the depth th- yeah, works with, out, but man. Speaking of Chris Paul, you know, we just lost him, but he, he was always injured in the playoffs. And because he uh, plays outside of his physical yep. abilities. But we got Booker now. We got KD. They kept um, Aiton. We'll see how that goes. They brought in that dude from the Wizards, uh, Bradley Beal, I think his name is, yeah, which I'm Bradley not familiar Beal. with his game. Bradley Beal's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and you, you know, just got Bull Bull, too. So, you know, my, my basketball uh, fandom is – you know, I would usually I wouldn't catch every Suns game, but I would usually watch like the highlight reel on YouTube because they'll kind of condense it. Um, at the playoffs, I watched pretty much all of the playoff games, and then when it gets kind of down to the finals, I start getting interested in watching the playoffs. Even though my team is, you know, well, the I'm Suns a huge Heat out, fan, but, so I was very invested in a uh, huge what? Heat fan. Oh, Heat so fan. I was very invested. yeah. I love that. You know, I love. When it comes to that point, I just love the underdog story. I love that the Heat were almost uh, out that, of it. That that. If they had won that championship, oh, man. that would have been the sweetest of all yeah. of them. And I've loved all of them, but there would have been nothing that tasted as right. good as that one. And I hope we get Dame Lillard this year. I think we will. And I hope we win the championship. But even it's going to be. So are you a Heat fan? You're huge, saying we. I'm saying I'm a huge Heat fan. That's your team. That's my team. What? Are you I'm a from Florida? Florida. Oh, did I not know this about you? Maybe. Have I'm we from met? Boca Raton, Florida. Oh, I remember. I think you talk about that in your stand-up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't paying attention. I was, <laughs> I was in the back trying to score. Crying, you know? being like, God, you're ah. so fucking good. Um, no. <laughs> but even like, even the fact that I love that Denver won too because they've never won, right? And as a Phoenix Suns fan, I love it to see a team, and this is the same with NFL. I love any team that's been perennially bad, especially for a long time, all of a sudden get their day in the sun. 
I, uh, if I was going to, well, so if I was going to lose to someone, honestly, I love LeBron, so I would have been okay to lose to the Lakers, but, um, I like, I like the Nuggets. I, I was happy for them. I'll tell you the truth. I didn't want Phoenix winning. Oh, was that? <laughs> uh, I have, I, I, I have issues with Durant, but you know what? It's like, I still, but like, I don't, I don't begrudge Durant. I just would rather see other people win. Yeah. Like, I, like, was... I don't, I think people, people try to take away from his rings and sure. He did join a juggernaut that also won before and after him. Nonetheless, winning a championship is hard. Yeah. So no matter who you're still playing with the best in the world everywhere, you still have to do it. They came close to losing to the Rockets and beat them. It's not a given. And right. he did win two rings yeah. and was the MVP of those teams. Yeah. But, uh, I just rather see him not win. I'd rather, see other people win yeah than him win more. I, I had mixed feelings because they they gave away the farm it's like they gave away four first rounders and they gave away cam johnson and um i can't think of his name right now another um yeah, durant is is between the, the other one i'd say durant is somewhere between the first and fifth best player in the nba yeah. and he could be in any of those spots but he's right. not worse than five yeah yeah, you know, I guess we'll – Mikel Bridges. Yeah. So, the, you know, they gave away that. And then when they got Beals, they gave away a bunch of second-round picks to get Beals. Which, so is, it's like, which is absurd that you got Beal for that because that's, that's, a, that's a fleece. Right, but pretty much we've just said, like, we're not going to be able to rebuild the team. Although you did just make a trade to get some second-round picks Yeah, that's back. true. We did. Uh, yeah. All right, Paul. Anyway, uh, yep. Anything you want to promote before we get out of here? Sure. So you can check me out at paulgreencomedy.com or at. Oh, which reminds me. When you pulled up into the driveway, I saw you had that little, you have that little um, uh, LED electric light. LED light sign. This is, uh, what, what's it say again? It says, at Paul Green Comedy, have a laugh on me. Have a laugh. Oh, I, I see. I saw you pulling in. I saw have a laugh on me at Paul Green Comedy. <laughs> so it works both ways because I read ways. it. I read it. I read it. That has that gained you followers? Oh my gosh! My as soon as I was driving around with that, millions. No, no, no. That's just something I did just to put. Would myself. you say none or some? I, I mean, Can I, you, I have no. You I, have no idea, but like, I have no idea because nobody's been like, "Hey, saw your car on the I ten freeway." following you it's a little bit it's a little bit like or do you watch i think you should leave no oh oh well you gotta watch i think you should leave because it's a little bit like the driving crooner oh i'm trying to think if i even know what that show is it's uh on netflix it's a sketch show it's really amazing you should check it out huge uh but in see in episode one of season three, oh, there's a somebody else talked to me about the driving I... crooner who's like a guy that drives around with this thing, which that kind of reminded me of. Oh, okay, gotcha. you can follow him at Paul Green Comedy. How about Green uh, Comedy? If you want to follow his journey to slam dunk a basketball, go there. I'm watching the journey. I'm all in. I want to see Paul do it, and then I want to see Paul do it in a game. Paul, thank you so much for coming out on the show. You bet. And uh, hope to see more of you soon. Absolutely.